You're listening to the Take It Easy Sports Show with Eric Newman and Zach Alvira, part of the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network and presented by All.net. Eric, in the words of Young Jock, it is going down this week. Not really word for word, but it's going down this week. We've got major, major rivalry games on tap. To one of them between two top 15 nationally ranked teams, another one that has some playoff seeding implications, and overall it's going to be a very good week of football. It's the last week of the regular season, and with that being said, welcome everybody to another episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show, part of the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. My name is Zach Alvira, right to my, I think it's my left or right, is Eric Newman. Uh, if you're tuning into the live show, obviously, thank you. If you're listening to the podcast version, that's probably dropping Wednesday or Thursday. Thank you. Um, we are excited to be back for another week. The fall sports season's winding down. And like I said, we've got rivalry games this week. It's the last week of the regular season for 4A through 6A. 3A playoffs already began. They're already in the second week, the quarterfinals. And Eric, we've got some swimming champions that are now crowned. Yep. So I mean, we've got a lot to talk about this episode, a lot to kind of break down. Um, and we're going to try to do it all in about 45 minutes to an hour. So uh, first things first, Eric, how are you? How are you doing? I I am good. Um, fall sports are coming to an end um, or in football, you know, getting close to playoffs. Yep. Swimming's done. Um, cross country still has state later this week. Um, volleyball is going to be on to the semifinal soon. So, you know, it's good. We, uh, it felt like it flew past, um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a good time. I've seen some really cool uh, stuff happen over the last couple of weeks and uh, football playoffs should be exciting. It really has come super fast. <clears throat> Excuse me. The end of the regular season. Um, I just ate, of course. So, you know, I just got things stuck in my throat at this point that, you know, like different leftover food or like acid reflux, whatever you want to call it. Um, it came super, super fast. Yeah. It's, I was pulling into Mountain Point today. Uh, I went to go check out the practice there. I'm actually going to go back tomorrow. That's why I didn't tweet anything because they have a special guest tomorrow that I need to go see. Um, you. So, no. So stay tuned for that. Uh, let's just say the 25th anniversary of the Awatuki Bowl is bringing out the uh, – the uh the best of them we'll just say that um, you are the best of them zach whether you I want know. to admit it or not you're uh you're a vip there no i'm not um anyway anyway um see yeah so i was pulling into mountain point today i'm thinking to myself i'm like man it's already tukey bull week uh battle for arizona avenue is going down this week i was just at the luncheon today alongside a lot of our good media friends you know chili cody cameron kevin mckay mark McClune, richard obert uh, Brad Sesmat was, of course, MC in the event, and he always does a great job. Um, you know, Spurge was there along with Claudia. They were doing their bleacher talk from there. It was really, really cool. But um, it's just crazy to think that, you know, it's already week 10 of the or week 11 of the regular season, technically. Yeah. Um, it's, it's bizarre, man. Like, it literally just flew by so fast. And I know, just like, you know, me, you are going to be doing winter previews here in probably the next week or two. Like, yeah. I've already been trying to coordinate getting, you know, a bunch of photo shoots set up like it's just it's a weird time man there's it's it's gone by so so quick and it's one of those things that i think we don't really truly appreciate it until you know we talk about it like right now where it's already almost done yeah 
So yeah, there's a lot of rivalries. You mentioned that obviously. Um, there's some really cool ones happening. Uh, I'm going to be at Coconino versus Flagstaff, which is obviously the huge one here. Yeah. Um, Flagstaff might be out of the playoffs, probably are. Coconino's right at that last seed at the moment. So um, that could have, you know, it could be an elimination game if Flagstaff wins. Coconino could bolster their own schedule a little bit with a win. Um, What are some of your other favorite rivalries when you kind of think of um, some of the stuff that's happening? Man, um, I mean, I've always wanted to see the Sunrise Mountain Liberty rivalry. I've always wanted to go to that game. Now, obviously, with my obligation to cover basically the entire East Valley, I can never go out there um, unless they were to make it like a Thursday matchup and there's no other East Valley games. And obviously that would help out. Um, I mean, Cactus Peoria, when, you know, Cactus wasn't one of the best teams in the state, um, you know, because just for the for when those two teams were a little bit more. Oh, sorry. When those two teams were a little bit more even, I hit my watch on my desk. Um that rivalry, I'm sure it was fantastic. I mean, honestly, tomorrow or Friday, there's probably gonna be a ton of fans there anyway. Yeah, so, 100%. Um, that's a huge one. Yeah, um, but um, I don't know. I mean, I think we should think on that because I do want to come back to the rivalry question because obviously we want to talk a little bit more in depth about not only the game that you're going to, but the game that I'm going to. And then obviously the one that probably most people are looking forward to. So let's hold off on that. Um, let's jump right into the fact that swimming is now done swimming championships yep. were done um even before that badminton got done uh perry won again in the in the division one title the least surprising thing right i know seriously um so they're perry really just, freaking good lorena johnson yeah. does an amazing job they just have a dynasty over there it really is incredible uh swimming though eric i think it's for the first time since like 1987 um, and I don't count last year because COVID-19 took Brophy out of the of the state championship. But for the first time since 1987, when Brophy has been competing, the Broncos did not win the boys' swim title. It was Desert Vista, right? It was Desert Vista. And get this, Eric, it came down to the final race. And Desert Vista won with 313 points. Chaparral, who won last year, had 311 and then Brophy was right there at 296. So just, I mean, as close as it gets when it comes to, you know, those three programs being neck and neck and neck um, all together there towards the end. And then you look at the girls and the Chaparral girls won their fourth straight title with 357 points. Red Mountain was the closest school in second place, 117 points back. Red Mountain scored 240. Chaparral girls had 357 and a half points. There, you speak of dynasties. That's another one. It's, They're incredible. They are so good. And Coach Russell K over there, I don't, I don't even want to try saying his last name, has done a phenomenal job taking over for his brother, Richie. Um, that, that really is a dynasty over there. And on the both sides, the boys and the girls, because the boys have always been right up there with Brophy competing for that title. Desert Vista this year just has so much talent that – they just they were able to take it and I think a lot of that talent too is pretty young on Desert Vista's team so you know we're going to be talking about the Red Mountains on the girls side the Chaparrales on both sides Brophy obviously Desert Vista we're going to be talking about them and Mountain View whose boys and girls both placed fourth we're going to be talking about those four schools you know in particular for a very long time when it comes to the swim absolutely um so yeah congratulations to all those teams um obviously very cool winning a state title um I don't know. Are they doing the meet of champions this year? They probably are, right? 
Is that coming back? I don't, I couldn't tell you. So Flagstaff area, we don't have a lot of swimming coverage. There's only one team, uh, Flagstaff High School. Um, and well, that's they because are, they swim like four months out of the year up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so Coconino doesn't have one, neither does NPA. I think a couple of the, um, a couple of the people swim for one combined school, but they don't, they don't do a lot of uh, scoring at state or anything like that. So um, I just, I honestly haven't covered a lot of swimming this season, but it doesn't mean I still don't pay attention to it. No. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Moving on to volleyball. So I was actually out at, you've done a lot of volleyball this year. Um, I haven't done as much. Um, I I for sure was at the Hamilton game when they played um, number one, Marymount from California. And when I say number one, I mean, number one in the country um, in that Geico Nike Invitational. Um, Huskies play second in that. So they did really well. And it was only a four team invite, but it was four of like the top teams among the top teams in the country. So mm-hmm. uh, very good showing there. Um, so the game that I was at today, Corona tonight, I should say, right before we jumped on uh, Corona del Sol, the number four seed knocked off number 12 Desert Vista. Uh, that was a three to one uh, match. Um, and then O'Connor swept Chaparral. So number four, Corona del Sol versus number one, O'Connor. Um, that is going to be on Thursday at O'Connor. And then the other match is going to be number two, Hamilton versus number six, Xavier Prep. Eric, are you really that surprised that we're probably going to see O'Connor and Hamilton match up in the 6A final this year? Not at all. Xavier Prep's another team that, uh, you know, could be there. They're always late in the postseason. Yeah. They could boil something, but... Uh, no, it would not be surprising at all to see those two teams in the final. I think that's yeah. what a lot of people would expect. And I think O'Connor is one of the just one of the two teams that actually beat Hamilton this year. Yeah, in like AIA play, I think mm-hmm. the Huskies have like four losses total. But when they play like tournaments and stuff like that, but when they play like forty games, that's incredible. So, um, yeah, I mean, just that's going to be those two matches right there are going to be very, very good. So I, I might head out to one of those. Uh, looking at the 5A, um, again, quarterfinals were tonight for 5A. Number one, Horizon knocked off number eight, Campbell Verde. That was 3-0. In the other um, 5A quarterfinal match, it was number two, Millennium. They beat uh, number seven, Sunrise Mountain, 3-0. And in the only match that wasn't a sweep at the 5A level, it was Gilbert beating Castile 3-1. to one. So number three, Gilbert versus number two, Millennium. And then number four, Cactus Shadows versus number one, Horizon. So the top four seeds make it there. Doesn't always happen, but also not a surprise when it does happen. No, absolutely. Um, I so, would give yeah. uh, Millennium the nod <laughs> if I had to pick one of those four teams. Um, yeah. But all four are really talented. Yeah. You would take, would you take Millennium over Horizon? They just have the longer history yeah. um, in, in recent seasons. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, 4A. So 3A and 2A, they have, I believe, what is it? I think quarterfinals are like, or semifinals or something. They don't play until I think like Thursday or Friday. Yeah, they have a couple days. Yeah, they've got a couple days off. So 4A was the only other conference that played tonight alongside 5A and 6A, usually how it goes. Um Notre Dame Prep won three to one over Deer Valley. Uh, and then South Point Catholic beat number 12 Cactus. South Point, the four seed. That was a 3-0 match. So Notre Dame Prep, the one seed facing number four, South Point Catholic, the four seed. Uh, bottom half of the bracket, 
Canyon Del Oro, number two seed, beat Bradshaw Mountain 3 nothing, And then Astoria Foothills also beat Flagstaff. Oh, that was the match that um, you were talking about. We might be able to um, go a little bit early because you weren't sure if it was being streamed, right? Yeah, it ended up being the NFHS wasn't carrying it, but someone with a phone um, was live streaming it on their uh, Astoria Foothills Facebook group. I hope I didn't get whoever that was in trouble. But hey, whatever um, Whatever it is, hey, whatever. Man. Yeah, so they were they were streaming it from a phone, and then someone in the comments was you couldn't see the scoreboard, and obviously with someone's phone, it doesn't have like the graphic at the bottom. So some parent was just um, commenting the score after every point. It was it was well, for what it was was pretty well done. Yeah, I mean with with those Facebook lives, I mean you can't zoom in with the camera. Yeah, and like people don't realize that it's not like you're actually taking a video on your phone. Um, but I was impressed. Like the the camera was not bad. You could see the point, um, and you know, for for what it was, it was okay. Maybe they had an iPad, so it was a bigger camera or something yeah. like that. But something like um, that. Yeah, Australia Foothills looked really, really talented. Yeah. Um, I've gotten to uh, see them a couple times. They played Coconino earlier in the season, um, and now beat Flagstaff. I would not be surprised if they get an upset in the semifinal and then get to go on the final yeah so um but like what you just said obviously Australia Foothills won that match so it is going to be again the top four seeds so the, uh, number three Australia Foothills versus number two Canyon Del Oro so that's a long trek for uh, Australia Foothills to head down there uh down to Tucson for that semifinal match that's 4A yeah. I mean all these teams from all over the state yeah 100 percent um all right Eric Football time. What game were you at this past week? So I actually didn't go anywhere. It was beautiful. What? I was on my couch and okay. I watched the Coconino Panthers travel to Lake Havasu. Um, and so I didn't go. I didn't want to make the three and a half hour drive or whatever it was. Um but there was a stream of it, and I saw Lake Havasu win. They looked really good. Isaac Stopke, their junior running back, had over 350 yards on the ground and five touchdowns. He was incredible. Um, I don't know where his co- where his commitment level is at for for college. He's got some offers, including NAU, um, among some others. But he looked really talented in that game, and they just they took it to Coconino. Yeah, that's crazy. Um... Where was I? So Thursday, I saw Dobson in Tucson. Um, that matchup was actually very close to start. The first half was very close, and then Dobson kind of just got the best of Tucson. Um, but shout out, I can't remember his name, but Tucson uh, has one specific player, number seven. He plays both sides of the ball, literally doesn't come off the field. But he is not only very fast, but he is like, he's got a certain attitude about him that you almost would probably hate to play against him, but you love having him on your team. Um, he's a scrappy player, man. And he, he was really, really impressive. And, you know, that Tucson quarterback down there, I believe he's only a sophomore, but he is super fast when he gets around the edge, he's gone. Um, so Tucson definitely has, uh, you know, some talent on that team. They just, they lack so much depth, man. It's just, that's what really has been their downfall this year. And they have to come right back up to the Valley on Thursday to play Corona del Sol. So, um, you know, Tucson, keep fighting, keep playing. Uh, you have a very cool uh, Badger logo on their helmet. Definitely. Yeah, you posted Super that cool. on Twitter. I enjoyed yeah. that one. I loved it. So uh, that was a good matchup, seeing Dobson for the first time this year. Again, another team that has a lot of good young talent coming up. 
Um, Friday, I saw probably what most people were, I guess, the most surprised by when it came to the score. And that was Highland narrowly losing to Chandler 10 to 7. Um, look, I got some pushback, a little bit of pushback, not too much pushback. But Highland is an open division program. Highland belongs in the open division. I don't care that their three losses are to the top three teams in the state. It doesn't matter. They're the top three teams in the state for a reason. Did they lose to Hamilton by a lot? Yes. They also lost their quarterback in that game who was knocked out, literally knocked out. Also, you know who loses to Hamilton by a lot? Just about everybody. Exactly. Thank you. So Highland played Basha close basically the entire game. Highland lost to Chandler by three points. And if you don't think Highland is an open division team, then quite honestly, you need to kind of reevaluate your thinking because Highland is one of the best teams in the state. And honestly, if Highland stays in the 6A conference, and we'll go over the rankings here in a little bit, if Highland stays in the 6A conference, I will automatically count them as a favorite to win the 6A title. Yeah, you'd have to. Especially with Gage Daly back. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of really talented programs, obviously, but yeah. they're they're right up there. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in the final again. We've been saying that all season, um, that, that, that they're that right loss, up there. That loss last year, Eric, to Chaparral in the title game was probably the best thing that's ever happened for that Highland program. Yeah. Because they are hungry, they are talented, and they do not care who lines up against them. They are they will try to physically beat you mm -hmm. on both sides of the ball. The offensive line is fantastic over there. The defense is phenomenal over there. Carson Allen is an absolute monster for the Hawks. That is a very good program. Sorry, I got a Twitter thing. I want to make sure it wasn't a message. No, we're good. Um, Highland is an absolute monster of a program that deserves to play with the best because they are mm -hmm. one of the best. And again, if they're in the 6A conference, then so be it. But they'll probably be the number one seed, and rightfully so. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, Chandler, on the other hand, struggled a little bit on offense. But you know the old saying, Eric, defense wins championships, right? Chandler probably has, I wouldn't say the best defensive line, because Hamilton's obviously very good, but easily one of the best defensive lines in the state. Amari Washington is beginning offers left and right. There's a reason why he is. He's almost unblockable. I would be willing to bet he's almost unblockable. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's a challenge for Hamilton this week, um, which we'll get into. Um, Great offensive line there, so that'll be a good matchup. Yeah, that's going to be a fantastic matchup. Um, but yeah, I mean Chandler. Look, Chandler found a way to win, and that's all that matters. Chandler won a game. They've won 45, 46 straight. And that's not just Arizona opponents. That number is, I think, in the 50s. Look, I don't care how Chandler wins. The Wolves are still number one until they're knocked off. Yeah, that's right. But the team that has the best chance to do it, they're facing this week. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. And like I said, we'll, we still have to get into the rivalry. So we'll get into that. Um, but yeah, so Highland Lungs in the open. I don't care what anyone else says. Um, I especially don't care when it's like, you know, like people saying like, oh, well, they lost to Hamilton by like 20. Everyone has lost to Hamilton by like 20. 
There's a reason Hamilton's number 15 in the state in the country right now. Come on. Yep. Don't be ridiculous. Um, all right, Eric. Rankings. New ones came out. Anything that surprised you? Um, I'm trying we'll to start, think if there's we'll anything start, in particular. We'll start 4A conference. Anything that surprised you in the 4A conference? And if you need me no. to go over them, I can really quick. No. So I, you know, for my perspective, I'm glad to see that there's a Flagstaff team in there, Coconino. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I wasn't sure after they got shellacked and now they're four and three, they got really beat down by uh, Havasu beat them from, from start to finish. I wasn't sure what that would do to the schedule. Um, and it's close, but you know, there's a conversation that's been happening on um, Twitter in terms of foray and that's Sierra Linda um, Tolleson unit team um, didn't play last year seven and two right now. So either could go eight and two or seven and three and already have won the region championship. Um, two losses have come against solid squads. They're probably not going to make the four a playoffs. Um, yeah. Even if they go eight and two, they probably won't. Yeah. Um, so it's, that might be the biggest surprise, but you know, with the way the rankings have been, it doesn't end up being that big of a surprise. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's a sad thing for that group, but you know, it's it's not something we haven't seen before. Hundred percent, I agree. Um, I I really hope that Sierra Linda somehow finds its way in. Um, I think the Bulldogs deserve to be in. Um, and I think it would just be a really good story. Honestly, it'd be a really good story if they were able to sneak in there somehow. Um, who knows? Maybe they go and they win a game. You really yeah. don't know. So, um. I don't know. I mean, we'll we'll see, I guess, what happens. But uh, final week of the season, we'll kind of determine all of that. Obviously, we'll know Saturday morning when the selection show happens. Um, I think for me, I guess there's not really a ton like surprises for me. Um, I think Casa Grande deserved to be number one seed um, in 4A, and that's where they're currently at. Um, although when we get to the open rankings, we'll talk because there might be something interesting that happens this week. Um, so hopefully Jacob Saliga is out there in the comments because I think we might need his help because he's been the one that's really been tracking all these like, you know, ratings and all that stuff. So hopefully he can help us out. But right now, Casa Grande did jump post and butte and it's they're separated by literally, I think, a little over point one points. Yeah. So it could change yeah. next week. I could change again. Yeah, and then Mesquite's at number three, uh, followed by Glendale Lake Havasu to round up the top five. Uh, 5A, this is where it gets interesting because obviously Saguaro is in the open. Saguaro has moved up all the way to number four. So for those of you that were really freaked out that Saguaro wasn't in the initial rankings, that this is why you don't look into the initial rankings too much. Yeah, you don't worry about it too much. Yeah, it's exact. Look, Saguaro at number four is exactly what everyone thought it was going to be. Chandler, Hamilton, Saguaro, Basha, in some particular order. Look, it happened. Just like Chile even said, the rankings will sort themselves out. Look, the rankings are sorting themselves out, and they might even do it a little bit more on Saturday. Yeah. Horizon's at number nine. So Horizon was one of those teams that was in the open division, lost to Saguaro, got dropped out a couple spots, and now is basically right back in the mix. Uh, And then South Point Catholic is the second seed right now when it comes to 5A if you take out Saguaro followed by Desert View, Desert Mountain, and then Desert Edge. Um, This, again, the 5A 
conference rankings doesn't really surprise me. Um, I think what's actually the most surprising is if we is when we get into like the 6A in the open. As I mentioned, Highland right now would be the number one seed if playoffs started this week um, with no movement elsewhere, uh, followed by Chaparral. So the two teams last year that met for the championship that like what the six and seven seeds are number one and number two of playoff started right now. And then Brophy's at three, Red Mountain's at four. Red Mountain had a very good opportunity to put themselves into the open division, but Williamsfield got the best of them, um, which Williamsfield's a really good team. So, I mean, it's not like that's a bad loss per se. No. Um, and Williamsfield is. But it does keep them out of the open almost it completely. It does. Yeah. No, no, they, they can't make it. They're done. They can't make it anymore. Um, but Red Mountain gets the shot. At, I mean, Red Mountain gets at least, being the four seed, at least two home playoff games. Now, obviously, the Mountain Lions have to win out in order to keep that four seed and see what happens from there. But yeah, um, here's where most of our conversation is going to come from, Eric. Open division. So nothing changed at the top. One Chandler, two Hamilton, three Basha. Sawara moves up to four, jumps Cactus, just like I thought the Sabercats might because of, obviously, strength of schedule, all that. Right, right. right. Um, so Cactus goes from four where the Cobras have really been basically the entire way, right? I think there were three at one point, maybe. Pretty much, yeah. Um, right around that spot. So Cactus drops to five. So with that being said, right behind Cactus is Liberty, followed by Queen Creek, who I th- I was even surprised that the Bulldogs were able to hang on after that Red Mountain loss. But now they're right back basically a little bit more in a secure position as long as they're able to win Friday and ALA Queen Creek drops from, I think they were at what, six or seven, six. Was it something like that? That sounds right. So the Patriots dropped to eight. Now, Jacob Saliga, if you are in the comments, please help me out here because the Patriots right now have a rating of 21.1. And Horizon is 18.6, and Highlands 18.4. The Huskies play Notre Dame Prep, who I believe, let me see if I can find the rating really They're quick here. They're a 5A playoff team. They are a 5A playoff team. Um, I'm not able to pull it up right away. So 5A playoff team. Highland plays Castile, which is a 6A playoff team. ALA Queen Creek has Ben Franklin, who currently in the three – no, what are they? 4A They're 4A. They are 13, so they are a playoff team. So 13 without – with ALA, Queen Creek, and the Cactus in. So, ben so number Franklin, 11. 11. ALA, Queen Creek is supposed to win that game. I'm assuming the Patriots win that game. Horizon – It is another say- rivalry game. But yes, it is. Let's say Horizon beats Notre Dame. And then let's say Highland beats Castile. Which team goes into the open division out of those three? Does ALA stay in or does Horizon or Highland jump the Patriots and the Patriots essentially kind of get their wish and are taken out of the open division altogether? I'd be surprised if ALA Queen Creek doesn't stay in um, with that win. Yes, it would be to a lower level team, but mm-hmm. three ratings points is a lot. 
um, to fall after a win. Well, as Jacob just said, he believes Horizon would catch them with a win. Maybe. Because ALA Queen Creek dropped because of the bye week. And that's what happened with Cactus as well, if I remember correctly now. I think Cactus dropped initially because of the bye week that they had. Because Coach Ortiz was on the sideline of Highland Basha when Basha made that big jump after beating Highland. So, obviously having a bye week determines quite a bit. Um, But yeah, Saliga... So, Saliga, you said Horizon would catch them. Does that mean Horizon just narrows the gap and ALA Queen Creek still gets the nod? Or does that mean Horizon then jumps ALA, ALA goes to the number one seed in the 4A conference... And Horizon gets into the open division. Strength of schedule and record, strength of record and schedule for Horizon would improve a lot because of I agree. He's ranking. I just I I don't know that I think it'll be three points of a difference in the well, ratings, but maybe. Jacob, let me ask you this though, because if it is a three point difference with Horizon winning, wouldn't Highland then have a chance to jump both because of Castile? Or no, I don't know what Castile's rating is, so I really I, don't know. None of this makes any sense. None of it makes sense. None of it at all. <laughs> which has obviously caused a lot of arguments the last couple of weeks on Twitter, which, yep. like, man, I was just giving two coaches props today on Twitter and people started arguing. It's like, dude, look, these two teams won, like, two games combined in the last, like, year and a half. You weren't going into that trying to start an argument. You were literally no, just saying congrats to two guys. Well, and that's what honestly made me even more upset about the entire thing. Cause I'm like, look, just wish these coaches like, well, man, like they did like, I don't know. I can't handle it. Can't please um, everyone. I can't please everybody. So uh, NDP has a higher rating than Castile. So horizon benefits. Okay. So if you are ALA Queen Creek, you are basically, I mean, Unless you lose the game, you shouldn't lose that game. If you lose that game, there's a whole nother problem out there. Um, so, but if you're ALA Queen Creek, then you are hoping that Horizon beats Notre Dame, which is not an easy team to beat. So, yeah, Jacob, let's say let's say Horizon loses to NDP. Would that put Highland in with a win? He's become like our mini Chris Eden, honestly. Like yes, that. he. Understands. It's all conjecture. He understands the ratings better than I do. I don't. I will never claim to understand them. So but, everyone understands them better than I do. But Erica, this is why we have interns. That's right. They, they can do the dirty work for us. Yep. Um, my question ends up being about whether those, you know, those top three or four teams that are just out of open range, um, wish they were in there or are they happy to have a a top seed in their respective conferences? Because we've seen quoted that ALA Queen Creek wants to be in the 4A. Well, I mean, I'll tell you right now that Andy Litton told me they would like to play in the open division. Um, but that's because Andy Litton has been in the open division for two years in a row when he was at Hamilton. So like he, yeah. I think he values that more um then let's say an ala queen creek and this is not a knock on ala queen creek i think he values it more um than ala queen creek because um he knows what it takes to get to that point maybe yeah no uh that'd be my guess um so chris eaton i I have to read this uh 
Highland could make it interesting. Hawks will pick up a team that beat. Uh, wait, what? Hang on. I have to read. I have to read this on my iPad. Oh, I know what he's saying. Okay, I know what he said. So here's his comment, and I'll explain. Um, Highland could make it interesting. Hawks will pick up a team that beat Chandler or Hamilton on their schedule after Friday. In other words, Highland played obviously Chandler and Hamilton. So with that being said, Highland could actually benefit from those two playing each other this week. So, Jacob, with that being said, I know you just said the Highland has a harder path. Does that make Highland's path easier? Or, Chris Eaton, if you're watching, does that make Highland's path easier than Horizons, for example? Um, but, Eric, going back, while, while they're maybe getting us those answers, um, Highland wants to be in the open division. Horizon wants to be in the open division. I'd be willing to bet that Chaparral wants to be in the open division, especially because they want to, I'm assuming, want another shot at Hamilton because they played them very, very close. And they already beat Saguaro. And they already beat Saguaro. Chaparral could compete in the open division. Yes. Honestly. Um, the only reason I haven't said that, that Chaparral is an open division team is you can't put a team with, what do they have, four losses? Yeah, you can't put a team with No, four. I don't think they're in. They're so, not going to be. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Chris Eaton's typing, so we'll, we'll see what his answer is here in a second, but, but yeah, no, especially when it comes to the six, a teams and then like horizon, like I said, in five, a, those three that I mentioned want to be in the open division. I've heard them say it myself. I even told Brock Farrell after the game on Friday with Chandler, I said, I told him, I was like, I tweeted at least two or three times tonight that you guys belong in the open. He's like, I know we want to be there, but who knows what's going to happen. He wants to be in the open division. He wants to play Chandler. I know for a fact they want Hamilton again because they don't like the way they lost to Hamilton. And I know for a fact they want Basha too because they – honestly, Highland probably could have won that game. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, you know. Two out of the three were close. Exactly. Exactly. So, I don't know. It could make for a good, interesting time. Um so, yeah, Chris Eaton said 8, 9, 10 will be ridiculously close if all win. Margin is actually 2.5184, not 3. So that's between ALA, Horizon, and Highland. So um, Queen Creek wins. Queen Creek is in. Um, even if ALA wins and those other two behind them win, no guarantee the Patriots are locked in. Yeah. Um, but like I said, with the Patriots, I don't think they want to be locked into eight because that means a, a date with either. You know, Kansas they could <laughs> they could control their own destiny and throw the game. They're not going to, but. Yeah, but then. If they really wanted to yeah. not be in the open and not have a chance, they could it's, lose. It's really funny because Jillian and uh, Cody and I were talking about this today. We're like, look, like Cactus could definitely be out of the open if they were to throw a game. But then you're talking about something completely different. Like obviously these coaches would never do that. Yeah, they're uh, they're not going to. They're gonna play hard. Oh, here's something interesting. Um, how about this, Eric? If Highland passes ALA Queen Creek, Tollison is likely in with a win. Oh wait, Tollison's done, aren't they? Seven and three. I don't know. I can't remember what the record is. Anyway, but he said if Highland if Highland passes ALA Queen Creek, Tollison's in. Which, Unless there's some other shakeup in the schedule or in the rankings. Yeah, I don't know. But we'll yes, most but, likely. 
I don't know. But um, no, it's very interesting. I mean, but yeah, like if, if look, none of these teams are actually going to throw games because, like I said, you would that, never do that. It's unsafe no. and it's unethical. Yeah, and yeah, like I think, I think Cody even said a joke like um, he like uh, Coach Ortiz could just bench all of his starters and say they got in trouble for something or like they like missed a practice or whatever. I don't know. Uh, but obviously they would never do that. So yes. that's, you know, that was all just us having fun. We were, you know, at, at the lunch and it was a good time. So um, yeah, none of those teams will actually do that. Um, so yeah, Eric rivalries. Yes. Which one do you want to go over first? Let's talk about the game you're going to be at. Fair enough. Tukey Bowl. One of my favorite games of the year. Of Most of is, you know, the company I work for, our name is on the trophy that's given to each team or to the winning team, I should say. So um, it will be uh, Tolleson is seven and two, by the way. Eaton just correct. They have one more game left. Yeah. One more game. Um, the Tukey Bowl is going to be one of those games. And I'm probably going to bring Chili on actually to talk about this with us a little bit. And then we'll have we'll let him preview the two piece. Um, the two people is one of those games that I take a lot of pride in because I obviously cover those two teams probably more than every other team. And the reason for that, that those of you who don't know, I work for the East Valley Tribune, but we also have the Awatuki Fiddles News. The Awatuki Fiddles News, except for I think the like one of the papers in the East Valley, is our biggest paper. Yeah. Um, Awatuki is like a cul de sac community of like thousands of people. And that's aside from the Republic is the only paper that really circulates, but it's only Awatuki news. So it gets quite a bit of readers. Um, that's why like certain, like uh, what's the certain divisions in that Arizona newspapers association. Um, some of our other papers don't qualify. So for example, that's why like I, I can only actually submit, hang on. I got to bring chili on. Hi, Leia. <laughs> She heard your uh, voice. Oh, so she no. came to the office. <laughs> oh no. Um, so uh going back to what I was saying. So um yeah, the, so basically the Tukey Bowl is a big deal for us. Our our name is on the trophy. Eric, you know this because you used to help me out with Tukey Bowl coverage, or you even I've covered. been there twice. Yeah, so it's a huge game, and it's even better now with both teams actually turning the corner and basically riding the ship. I mean, Desert Vista was 0-6 last year. Mountain Point won two games in the last two years. And now both teams are basically locked into the playoffs. And that's the tweet that I mentioned that I wanted to give a lot of props to Coach Lauer and Coach Wisdom over there at those two schools. And then it got turned into a, whoa, these teams aren't in the playoffs, but they have winning record. I don't care. I was giving props to, to teams. Stay off of my Twitter if you're going to do that, please. Um, and Chili knows I was frustrated because I called Chili about it. It was frustrating, man. What do you think, Leia? Leia always agrees with me, bro. Leia's my girl, man. Uh, But going back to going back to the game, it's going to be exciting. I think, you know, both athletic directors, you know, uh, Aaron Frana, David Klecka, they both told me that this is kind of a way to reset the rivalry. It is the 25th anniversary. The teams are tied 12-12 in the series it's a way to kind of reset everything, start again fresh, and you're flexing the cause box. What are you doing? Um, 
I hate you. Um, and and it, it's it's kind of it's one of those opportunities for these teams to really make this a super competitive, super you know, I guess I don't want to say worth it rivalry, but one of those games where it really, really means a lot. It's going to mean a lot. Yeah, because the winner gets the higher seed in the playoffs and the quote-unquote easier matchup. So I think it's going to be really exciting. I know Chile thinks it's going to be exciting. I'm not going to say who I think is going to win the game because obviously I have to cover both teams. Right. Um, But for those of you that aren't going to be at the game, I can put you on the spot. Eric, who wins the Tukey Bowl? Desert Vista or Mountain Point, both four and five right now. Desert Vista jumped Mountain Point in the rankings, number 11. If you take out the open teams, Mountain Point's number 12. Almost beat Queen Creek. Who wins the Tukey Bowl on Friday? Mountain Point. Why? I've been to the Tukey Bowl twice. Desert Vista won both times. I didn't go last year and Mountain Point won. (laughs) And I'm not going to be there this year. That's a heck of a that's a heck of a reason. Um, All right. I, 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 I think I'm siding with I think I'm siding with Eric on this one. Um, I, I, I you think have real Mountain analysis. Win. I, I I think most likely er, um, Eric's right and Mountain Point's gonna win. Um, but if Devin Grubbs is is fully fully healthy and running on all cylinders, um, it might be a pick 'em for DV. It Absolutely. Might be a pick 'em for DV. With, without Devin though, without Devin. I mean, you you almost have to say that uh, you almost have to say that Mountain Point's going to win because of the uh, uncertainty at quarterback and things like yeah. that uh, with Desert Vista. I mean, there unpredictability at quarterback is, is sometimes troublesome for a team, um, and I, I don't know. I think that that's going to be tough. And I mean, Coach Wisdom he doesn't have to, but I'm pretty sure that you know he's going to want to get uh, Castillo, his senior, in the game a little bit. And, I mean, shoot, who knows? Is that going to be two quarterbacks playing or three quarterbacks playing? Because I feel like Jackson Aikens has deserved, has has earned the right and deserves an opportunity. Pull an NAU and play four. Castillo played tight end last game. Oh, really? Yeah. It was Braxton Thomas and Jackson Aikens under center with Christian Clark at running back. Okay. I mean, look, we're gonna we're gonna find out, and it's it's gonna be tough. And regarding Manchu, I saw I saw your tweet, I saw your tweet, and it, it's, dude, it's tough to process that you know nowadays on social media you can't show programs love without attracting some sort of like like sideways hate. Yeah, and I I think that that's so strange, like because that's like that's like the culture that you've. That, that we all have to embrace with social media. And it's terrible because like both of you guys established writers and writing for, you know, newspapers and stuff like that. Like, man, all, all you're trying to do is, you know, give that juice to a couple of these coaches that you guys cover and, yeah. you know, for other people to come in come at you guys sideways with it. Like, I don't know. Blame. Yeah. It annoys me. More to Zach. He's more, he's got better opinions than I do. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's just like I don't know. I, yeah, I don't. You know, at the end of the day, you're gonna get arguments, and people have their opinions on things, and they see it as an outlet. And the fact that we are on Twitter all the time makes us accessible. 
Um, the, the problem is, is I'm having a really hard time biting my tongue because there's some things I want to say that I don't really want to say, if that makes it, sense. It's frustrating because like you guys like, dude, I, 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 I work with you guys and alongside you guys. Like I've seen the way you guys do things and you guys, you guys typically try to, you know, make sure that you navigate um, yeah. situations in such a way that it doesn't throw people under the bus and it, you know, mm-hmm. it sheds light and love in directions that, you know, might not be getting enough of it. Like you guys are trying to help flowers grow. Other people are trying to, you know, roll a different flower pot on top of the flower that you guys are trying to grow. It is so crazy. Like, and I don't understand like um, where it all comes from. And, you know, and then, and then people come at you for not giving their teams the coverage or whatever, you know, not giving them the juice. Like, I don't know. It's, it's insane. It's insane. Yeah, you know, Chili, you hate the West Valley, so. <laughs> I know, and you covered, like, three schools. Like, <laughs> things I that were left out of the last vlog. I left that out of the last vlog because it's Oh, you did? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey, it's... Like, yo, man, like, and for real, like, I've covered, I've covered, uh, I've covered hella, like, you know, West Side teams. I've seen De- Desert Edge twice. I've seen uh, Cactus once, um, yeah. obviously, because I saw Desert Edge. Uh, I saw Millennium. Um, mm-hmm. I covered Liberty and Centennial's freshman teams and yes. Apollo's freshman team. And then I saw Apollo also. So like, I mean, come on, man. I've covered South Point's freshman team. And then I covered South Point and Sienega. Like, I don't know, man. I, I cover as much of the Valley as dirt. So like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It's just funny how. You can't win. Yeah. You can't win. No, no not it's at all. It's funny because you, places where these comments are coming from are literally schools that you've been to several times. So it's like. Yes. Um, uh, by the, the way, the thing is that for the most part, people know. Um, yeah. For 90% of the people, 95% of the people just appreciate that the coverage exists at all. Um, and they proud. know that their school is going to come at some point and that someone's going to say this, or, you know, if you're not winning all the time, you might not get as much coverage or whatever. But um, they, they just appreciate that the outlet's there. Yeah. Dude, there's, there's 228 schools and there's only. 10 11 weeks in the football season that means yeah. that technically if you cover a, if you cover different matchups every week and that's not even you guys's job right you guys you guys have to cover certain teams but like dude the most that me or or cody or anybody could cover is 22 teams yeah i filled this with season. 30 pages 30 of these pages i use two per game we're in the last week of the regular season i don't have any more pages i've covered 15 games in nine weeks Oh, oh yeah, yeah, because we have we have Thursday games and stuff. Yeah, too. so like yeah, fifteen games and, 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 and it's also not just football either. Like I cover volleyball oh, and soccer, yeah. and I know you guys do basketball and yeah. plenty of stuff. Zach was at a volleyball game tonight. Chili, I've seen you at basketball championship hey. games. Shout Thank out to, shout out to Kenny Thorley, man. Hey. Thank you, Kenny. And the I think the thing is that we're not trying to be self congratulatory here. No, we're not um, really. We're not like it's it's more about the the idea that we we're just uh, sometimes we have to clap back a little bit at people that are criticizing us i take criticism pretty well for the most part but here's the thing sometimes it's just silly here's the thing kenny thank you so much for that comment um honestly it means a lot but we're not looking for any of that you want to know because when people ask me what i do for a living i say oh i get to watch sports and i get to tell stories about these awesome kids for a living they say, oh, how is that? And I say, it is literally the best job I could ever ask for because I get to cover sports and I get to tell awesome stories about kids for a living. 
I don't do this for the I don't do this for the Twitter followers. I don't I don't do this. I do. Yeah, I know you do. I don't do this, <laughs> but I don't <laughs> but I don't do this to like be I don't do this to get awards. I don't do this to get like you know to be liked by I, I do this because I genuinely love what I do. No, facts. And are there teams that I kind of like, like the Awatuki, like I ha- I'm forced to gravitate more toward those two schools, but all these other coaches know that I will get out to their school when I can, or I try to, or at least I even, if I have to, I'll do a phone interview. I mean, I saw Dobson for the first time this season and Bill Godsell lit up when he's, Hey, thank you guys so much. Like appreciative. And that's what I love. And that's what I love about this job is like when people are appreciative of what we do. Hey, you know what I love about this job is uh, this Desert Mountain parent uh, rolled up on me with a 30-pack from White Castles, knows that I don't do onions, and hooked me up saying that they weren't going to be outdone by Desert Edge, and we need to go out there more. And on top of that, on top of that, said, said that they got the Portillo's plug because I guess one of us said that, like, we like Portillo's. I feel like I feel like that's a Jacobs thing to say that he likes hot dogs. I don't Zach know. had a uh, I made one of those oh, stupid Zach. Twitter videos several months ago where I talked I I annotated the letters of Zach saying he loves Portillo's hot dogs oh, and I made awesome. it different colors and everything. That's awesome. But Eric's not editing this week's podcast. I love Portillo's. It's great. Fast. I love Portillo's. free advertisement. I love. Free Jacob, yes, we are Portillo's lovers. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. really quick, going back to sorry, we went on a huge tangent there. Tuki Bowl. Uh, you guys have Mountain Point. Eric has I'm sorry, uh Jacob has DV. Uh Chris Eaton, our good friend there. He's been helping us out all night. I think this is the first time Chris has actually been able to listen to like one of our live shows. So that's awesome. Um, he says our Viso lit up DV last year outside with Eric and Chili and take MP impressed with last week showing it at versus Queen Creek. That's something that I honestly forget is the fact that Chris Arvizo literally had a coming out party in terms of him being that quarterback for Mountain Point and basically solidifying him as a starter for this year. Um, oh, no. Oh, what let, happened? Me, let me finish this thought and I'll get to it. Um, basically, um, so Chris Arvizo had a game against Desert Vista. I don't know. Hey. Maybe. Maybe again. That's it. Again, I'm not giving my prediction because it's not my I'm covering the game, so I can't. Right. Um, but I'm just excited because I think it's going to be just like the 2019 contest where it literally went back and forth. Hey, um uh since we're not since you're not giving a prediction on Mountain yep. Point Desert Vista, I feel like you have to give a prediction on Arizona Avenue. And you have to give me a flag cocoa prediction. Oh, there we go. Okay, we so go. first things first. Um, our friend Kenny Thorley. Kenny, you're I'm your biggest fan now. Uh, he said even Saliga deserves basically to, to us getting props from him. Uh, even Saliga deserves unlimited coleslaw. That's the comment of the night. It is yep. the comment of the night. It really is. Thank you, Kenny. <laughs> I, amazing. Am I allowed to have a controversial take, or will you guys get mad if I say something well, even hey, remotely hey. bad about Kane's? You can in one second. Uh, I just want to. So Jacob Saliga did co- uh, correct himself, but Jacob red pen red pen treatment. Uh, he put the wrong your. Oh, your. <laughs> yeah, and then he said, "I'm retiring." Um, okay, so with extra coleslaw. Let's with. Oh yeah, he's getting a little bed. Kane's coleslaw is too much mayo in it. 
I, I said it. Eat, I don't eat Cane's coleslaw anyway. I get it's all Too no much mayo. Sla- no sla- like nothing. No sla- So Linda likes extra mayo, so it's all good. Oh, man. Too uh, much mayo. All he's right. A mayo so, monster. You know. All that. right. Coco Flagstaff. We'll start there. Um, Eric, you've already kind of explained about the rival. We already we already know Flag Coco. Obviously, one of the biggest ones in the state, one of the best rivalries in the state. Uh, my prediction, I'll, I'll go with Coconino. Oh, okay. How about you, Chili? Oh, I have to comment on this? Uh, Where are you I'm, going? I'm, I'm going to go with Coco. I'm going to go with Coco. I think I think Coco's going to figure figure out a way. Plus, I think they got some athletes that will be able to offset the big fellow over there for Flagstaff. Okay. Nick Morrow has been out for Flagstaff for the last few weeks. Uh, the the idea was easier. going – to um he was supposed to be back i'm actually going out there tomorrow i'll see whether he's feeling um he he's had a cast on his wrist and hand for the last few weeks so he might be able to make his return in the last football game of their season um so yes that that will be a big factor as you mentioned you said he's the tight end yeah he's the tight end and defensive end I mean, Kevin Sawitzki played last year's game with the club, and he went for over 150 yards receiving. Yeah. Yeah, so he's been out. Um, he might yeah. be able to make his return. We'll see. Yeah. That makes a big difference for Flagstaff if he's out there. Uh, so Liga's got Coco in that one. Okay, okay. Yeah. He's not I'm a crazy you, person. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you spelled Coco right. Um, all right. Eric, I'm going to let you go first. Because I, I <laughs> on been, Arizona Avenue, I, we we just literally talked about how like you know we get a lot of you know flack on Twitter and people going after us, and this is going to be bad, um, no matter what I say. So Eric, go, what what's your what's your battle for Arizona Avenue prediction? Well, Two, I, I'm in a decent spot because I haven't seen either of these teams this season. Yeah. I mean, I've been covering my locale, so this is just completely based on what I've seen, and I'm going Hamilton. They haven't oh. had nearly as many close games. Um, and I know that doesn't mean anything because Chandler's been able to pull them out. But um, Nico Marchio um, is, you know, he played, he had, was really up and down in the game against them last year. Um, almost led a game-winning drive. Hamilton wants this bad. Facts. Facts. All right, Zach, you're on. You're, you're on. So Liga says he'll take the heat and go with Hamilton. There isn't as much heat now, now that I'm predicting them too. All right. So you can get mad at both of us. This one's so, this honestly is like, I keep going back and forth in my head. Like you I should like, be this last... stressed about it, Zach. It's just a football. No, no, I, no, it, no it's sweating. Because... He's literally sweating about it. <laughs> no, genuinely, I just, I don't really know. Um, I'll say this, look. If Chandler starts slow on offense and that defense can't basically hold off, well, how do I word this? If Chandler starts slow, Hamilton will take advantage, and I think the the Wolves will get themselves into a hole that they cannot climb out, climb back out of. Um, man. This might be a good thing for the Wolves. I think I think the streak ends. I think the streak ends. Chandler hits the reset button going into the open playoffs. They have a week off. And then Chandler still wins the title. 
I think, I think, look, I think for some reason, Cody actually brought up a really good point today. I think Hamilton is one of the very few teams in the state that's genuinely not afraid of Chandler. Like, oh, yeah, 100%. Like, not afraid. Like, 100%. I think, Julie, you brought this up, too. You said that you can tell sometimes when teams step on the field with Ham- with Chandler, there's that motive or is that there's that intimidation factor because yeah. you go over and you see Isaiah Johnson, you see Jacob Holmes, and you see Keon Grays and, and Amari Washington and Karan Adams. And you see all these Devin Dunn, all these division one athletes, and you see that number 10 rating, you know, on max preps next to him. And you yeah, see those five straight that. state titles. I mean, there's an intimidation factor, but Hamilton wants this so bad. It's like with the Yankees, people get scared off of this off of the pinstripes, you know? Yeah. So I no. think if if Chandler starts slow, Hamilton takes advantage and wins this game. So, but but what you are also saying, Zach, and I'm curious, Eric, if you if you if you back if you support him in this, Zach, what you're saying is you don't think that one of these teams can win the game twice if if it's a rematch in the championship. The the only reason I say that is let's look at the past with Chandler. Let's look at all the times that they have been pushed to the limits, and then they have to go play another big game or go into another like playoff series. We saw it against Saguaro, right? In 2019, Hamilton was pushed to the brink. Or I'm sorry, Chandler was pushed to the brink, right? Was that the... Mm. No. 2018, 2018, I'm sorry. Highland, double overtime. Right. Chandler goes out and obliterates Perry in the, in the championship game. Semifinals of the Open Division in 2019. South Point Catholic almost beat Chandler. And Chandler goes, and yeah, that was a close game against Saguaro, but let's be honest, Chandler had that game in hand the entire time. Facts. Yeah. And that's Facts. not a knock on Saguaro. Saguaro was a phenomenal program, but Chandler yeah, had down 21 to nothing in five minutes, though. And they couldn't climb back out of the hole. Facts. Last year, Liberty almost beat Chandler. And then Chandler goes and plays one of arguably its best games against a really good Hamilton team that honestly should have won with that field goal. So... I think whenever Chandler is pushed to the limit, the team knows how to respond and basically, like I said, hit that reset button. So I just, yeah, I mean, if Chandler starts slow, I think Hamilton takes advantage. Hamilton wins the game. You know, I I think, I think out of all those teams that you mentioned that played Chandler close, I think that Highland team was the only one that genuinely um, wasn't afraid of them. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't afraid to go toe-to-toe with them. They weren't afraid. Liberty, to I don't know. Liberty, with Jack Stam and all those players that were there, I mean. Liberty that, had that gotten good. crushed by them earlier in the season, though. See, and that's but what I'm saying is maybe, they, been, you know. But it must, must have been kind of comforting, like, not seeing, like, Keon Gray's in the game because there, there was a lot of those Chandler guys that didn't play in that second Liberty game. Yeah, yeah. but Hayes Cooper also didn't play. Yeah, but, I mean, who, so, who do you think – who do you think really swings the pendulum between those two players? I mean, Zacchaeus was pretty darn good. He's better than Keon Grace? He's more impactful to a team than Keon Grace? No, but when you're talking about a game that close. Well, no, you're right. Never mind. Yeah, no, Keon so, Grace. Yeah. To go yeah, back Keon to your Grace question, Chili. Yeah. I think that there's a chance whoever wins could win again. Um, obviously, if they win the first time, they showed something. But Facts. I think it's a, 
it's a warm up for the playoffs and championship stakes and three or four weeks between the games, the teams are completely different and the stakes are different. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you've got a whole game's worth of film to go off of and everything. Mm-hmm. So I think that obviously it's important because whoever wins this gets the one seed in the state and the other one probably yeah. is the two. Um, so it matters, but in the end, it's just a warm up for, for state. And I think the teams are going to be completely different and you could see two different types of games yeah. completely. Let me but, ask you this. If you're Basha, do you want Chandler to win so you can see Hamilton in the semis? Um, Cause you know, the bears want Hamilton. I, I think mean, they'd no, be I, happy playing either of those teams. I, Basha has said several times that it wants Hamilton. Man, I, I shoot. I so I, I traveled with Tucson Turf a little bit in the in the seventh season and stuff like that. So I was I was in van rides with like Keon and Cole and stuff mm. like that, um, listening to them jaw back and forth. One of the one of the funnest things to listen to. And Cole Cole told Keon, looking at him in his eyeballs, talking about like, man, I, I am going to even this up with Chandler this year. I am going to even this up with Chandler this year. So like he he want he wants he can't even it up if he doesn't get the wins this year. So I mean shoot, I don't know what order he wants to see it, but I do know that you know Cole, whether he was at Hamilton or now he's at Basha, um, I do know that he wants to see Chandler, period. So I think that he wants the opportunity to get through Chandler and he doesn't want to run the, you know what I'm saying? So I yeah. think he wants to get that out of the way first. So Bash is probably going to be the three seed um, regardless of who wins in this. So if they're going to win the championship, they have to go through both of these teams anyway. It's just a question of, you know, what round, you know, you know, what's really crazy though, even beyond the potential, you know, Basha Hamilton, Basha Chandler two, three matchup. We could be talking about a Saguaro Hamilton or a Saguaro Chandler semifinal. And Saguaro Hamilton has some good. I mean, that 2019 game was crazy. I mean, Nick Arbe doesn't go down. Man, a lot of people say this. A lot of Who people knows? say this. Wait, was that 20? Was that 2018 or 19? 19. First I open. Think that was yeah, first open. That was 19. Yeah. Yeah, was Gavin Goulet almost led them to a comeback win. Almost. That would have been huge. If if he leads them to that comeback, I wonder if he never transfers. Like, you know. Man, a lot of what ifs, be, uh, a lot of what ifs in that one, but I mean that would be, but I mean even beyond that, Cactus Sawaro. That's gonna be a big match. That's gonna be, that's gonna be a big matchup, man. I, I I like this Cactus team. You know, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people are uh, you know thinking that they don't belong and that their their enrollment size should you know warrant them being left in the 4A, even though their average win margin is 45 points. The thing is, if you're talking enrollment size, Sawara was also a 4A enrollment school. Yeah. They're like middle 4A. It's not even like close. They're they're 4A. Not everybody's smart enough to pick that out, Eric. That's why we got the Take It Easy Easy podcast sports show where, you know, your genius gets to shine in moments like this. Hey, you know what's even more crazy even beyond that? Mountain Point could be a 5A football program next year. That is kind of crazy. Um, I mean, you almost wonder if they have to be, right? Because uh, they had to cannibalize their their freshman team and have like a JVB team or whatever. Um, 
Yeah. And, and a 6A program, I don't, I don't think that you can do that in a 6A program, not have a freshman team. I think you, I think you have to have a freshman team for developmental purposes, you know, to, pro- to properly develop, you know, your guys. But, um, I mean, yeah, I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'm almost kind of rooting for it because that would mean the two people would be like middle of the season. Then I can go cover both Tukey Bowl and Battle for Arizona Avenue. They wouldn't. They wouldn't find a way to make that the last game of the season because it's a rivalry game. They still could. I mean, they could, but it's all region play at the end of the season. I know. I know. Yeah, what, what, region, what region would Mountain Point be in? Would they? Would Would they be in the region with like Gilbert and Campo? like Gilbert Campo? Probably. Yeah. I mean, Mountain maybe some Point, of the think, Tempe schools like McClintock. Seeing that. Like, I mean that, that. I think that is part of the no. Are Saguaro's they in that one too? Right now. I think Saguaro's in that yeah, region with Info and yes, uh, in and Horizon. In yeah, was Horizon yeah. in there? I thought they, I thought they were, weren't they? Or aren't they? I could be wrong. I think, I right. I think you're right. But I mean, but if you take Saguaro and put them to six A, which is obviously we think it's going to happen, and then you put Mountain Point in five A, Mountain Point. I mean, they've got Chris Arvizo coming back. And they've got some oh, size. Right. They've, they've got a really Jalen uh, Russian's coming back and they've got a sophomore that's going to basically fill the role of Jalen right now with Amir Williams. It's hard and to like, think that and, that and would happen though, that, to go down to five, a, if they're a six, a playoff team, like that doesn't, you know, on the surface, that does sound kind of sound weird. And I get the argument without a freshman team and everything like that, but yeah. um, it just, it seems on paper strange that a six, a playoff team would go down in conference. Yeah, uh, Jacob Saliga just said Horizon, Campo, mm-hmm. NDP, Saguaro, Maricopa, McClintock. I mean, Mount, you you put Mountain Point in there and take away Saguaro. I mean, maybe Horizon gets them, but maybe, maybe solid in that region. I mean, that aside from Horizon, NDP, I mean, Campo is kind of having a tough year. So you take Saguaro out and you just, and it's really Horizon. Oh, not McClintock, Gilbert. Okay, so same thing. You take. You take Saguaro out, and you're talking Horizon, Campo, NDP, put Mountain Point in there, Maricopa, and Gilbert. And, and Super Mountain, Point Mountain Point immediately becomes probably the first, second, or third best team in that region, I think. They're in the top half. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, Agreed, for sure. Um, all right, Chili. Really quick before we kick you off so we can finish our uh, our thing. Two-piece preview. What are we doing tonight? Oh, definitely bringing on my guy, uh, Gridiron. You know, we're going to break down four games um that we think are going to be exciting to watch uh make sure that you tune in um about 15 minutes after we after uh the take it easy sports show ends um i think cody's still awake i'm not sure his bedtime's super weird so if if he's still awake me and him are gonna talk about uh something cool and if not then uh me and gridiron are probably gonna extend a little bit and talk about um some of these teams getting snubbed and go opinion opinion pieces on you know like <clears throat> solutions yeah hey when are we officially announcing uh chili bowl teams um i am not sure yet i am waiting on uh i am waiting on one thing uh to make sure that this is gonna go through um sure. but yeah uh probably FYI, everyone eric and i are still involved eric will be writing on one team i'll be writing on the other so excited! For, I feel like I'm the one that wins for Arizona varsity. Yes, I feel like I'm the one that wins in this case. So and uh, maybe, yeah. maybe we, we get an awesome, we get another game, we get some yeah. good coverage. 
We get maybe to promote a, Chili in the Arizona Varsity brand. If I can, if I could tease it just a little bit, I will be taking the West Valley team this year. This is facts for a reason. This is facts. So hashtag um, in the Chili Boys. Stay tuned. Yes, yes. And as soon as I find out, I'm gonna let everybody know. Um, probably make some sort of announcement uh, Saturday, Sunday. Because the game will take place next Thursday. Next Thursday. It would be next Thursday, uh, like an appetizer before the playoffs. Do you want to give out the location or not yet? No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Okay. Wow. I just saw the private chat. Oh, no. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, if you guys could see the private chats, which I just found out, which I just found out, that when I bring the, that when the players come on on Fridays and stuff, they can all see the private chat that we're having. I'm sure yeah, I've made I've made some it, enemies from no, players over the last few weeks. There have been some bad comments where I've seen them. I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, all right, Chili, appreciate you. We'll tune in for the Thanks, two. Guys. Um, just like our show, his will be in podcast form as well. So, um, you know, listen to that one as well as ours, and you can find them all in the same place. Yes. He's got his White Castle. He's got his Cause Box. Maybe We're the second best Arizona varsity show on Tuesdays. Hey, Chili, any any final words? Nope. Are you sure? Zach, he got you. I had to take him out. He always does it to us. I so. know. That's why he got you. That's why he said nope. He knew you were going to try to do that to him. Yeah, whatever. All right. All right, Eric. Best thing you ate in the last week. I'll start for me. Fruity Pebbles Protein Shake. Awesome. Does it taste like actual Fruity Pebbles? Yes. It was phenomenal. I haven't had Fruity Pebbles since I was like eight. Does it have actual Fruity Pebbles in it? Um, It's got like, probably like the artificial flavoring. I mean, it gets good though. I mean, whatever. But that was Fruity Pebbles is artificial. This was my, my, let me hit my macros protein shake. So is it, does it go down smooth or is it like, Pretty pretty hefty. You know there are protein so, shakes that chili, there are protein chili, shakes that are much wait, heavier. Really quick, really quick, Eric. Um, Chili's still in the lobby, so I got him because he can still hear me. Pause. Um, Whatever. Answer the <laughs> yeah, question. No, it, it. You know, you drink a muscle milk, and it feels like you it, you you've had like eight meals, whereas some of them go down and like. It, it's Pause. pretty simple. Pause. Um, that no, does that one doesn't even make sense, Eric. It was milk with protein powder. What do you powder? What do you mean? It, it was I. I just shaked it. That's all I had to do. It, it's. I know it's how you milk. make it. I just meant. Is it heavy or is it light? You guys I had know. to make it weird. I mean, I think it depends on how much milk you use. Like, I put enough in there to where it was like... you use? I'm not asking about other people's recipes. I'm not... I don't care what other people are doing with their Fruity Pebble shake. I wanted to know a simple question from you, whether your shake that you're drinking or just finished is light or heavy or somewhere in between, or it could be completely none of them. If you want it to be, and that seems to be the reason that the answer you're giving me, it was not a simple answer. You had to make it strange and you had to make it complicated. And now I'm mad. It was not that it was not like muscle milk. It was. Yeah, it was not like because muscle muscle milk's really heavy, right? Yes. 
It was not. And like that one thing. wasn't so heavy. No. Uh, that's all I freaking wanted. That's all I wanted when I asked you that question. <laughs> that's it. That's all I wanted. <laughs> that's well, it. What's the best thing that you ate in the last week? We got to get out of here before we start going off on each other. I had some really good barbecue chicken. Actually, I had really good food at the at the Chandler, uh, the Battle Ferris on Avenue. Chili will, Chili will attest to that. It was very good. Pause. <laughs> Eric is so mad right now. All right, let's get out of here. We I forgot to take off Chili's banner because we were all going at each other. All right, let's get out of here, Eric. Um, okay, well, Eric will be at uh, Flag Coco this week. I will be at the Tukey Bowl. Make sure to follow uh, Chili, follow Jacob Salig. I don't know where Salig is going to be, actually. Um, but make sure to follow Chili. Make sure to follow Cody. Um, they're going to be at – oh, no. They're going to be at the Battle for Arizona Avenue. Um it's gonna make you so mad. Um, make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter at Zach Elvira, at Edenman Rights, at AZHSFB, and at Arizona Varsity. Uh, Jacob's gonna be at Ridge versus O'Connor. Of course, it's just, you know his his last. That is a big rivalry matchup. But it but it's his it's the two high schools that he went to because you know he transferred. So um, you know that's an inside joke for those that don't know. Um, Thank you all for watching the live show. If you are listening again in podcast form, thank you for tuning into that as well. And yeah, it's going to be a big week of uh, high school football. We do also have cross country state championships on Saturday. So, you know, Eric and I have a lot to talk about next week because we've got official rankings coming out. So with that being said, we will talk to you all next week. And for those teams that are playing in rivalry games, don't forget to put on for your school in the words of, uh, of Jeezy. So we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.